go to the next one. Oh, yeah, because that's 70. So. Okay, fine. So let's do this one more time. So yeah, we'll just start cool. again. Cool. I'll lead and we'll just do whatever, right? Um, so ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. welcome to the Tea Party Podcast. Hi. The problem is, is I've finished my cup of tea now. My green ah, tea. So I don't know if I'm still one? invited to this party or not. Shall I get you a new one? Do you know what? I'm actually good. I can't even say that, but I've had my three cups of tea for the okay, day. Okay, okay, cool. So if you're if you're listening for the first time, I go by the name of Complexion. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a radio show called Future Beats Radio. Mm-hmm. I also run a label called Future Beats Records. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm a cool kind of guy. You are. I'm okay. Yeah. And who are you, my friend? My name's Amir Music, because sometimes, well, my handle is Amir Music on the internet, so okay. let's call me Amir Music. Okay, so now how do you know me? Well, I know you from a long time, man. We so, are we are long-time friends. Okay, so now the thing is, you used to present a radio show with me. I did. And then you left. I did. Or I did you get out. fired? I stormed out. No, you got fired. Okay, I got fired. No, you didn't really. No, I did You just walked out. <laughs> so um, what it was, Amir Music used to, when I used to have a show called The Midweek Meltdown, yeah. you used to present a show with me. Yes, I did. And then you decided to move from West London to North London. Yeah, I did. And you couldn't come down anymore. It was a logistical nightmare. That's what it was. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. So you left. So now after a long time. Yeah. Um, we we're back together again doing this podcast. Absolutely. Now, the thing with this podcast is we're just going to be talking about random nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of stories to tell, maybe some things we think are cool or not, whatever. Just because with the radio show, I do the music stuff mm-hmm. and it's all well and good. It's cool. Yeah. But I like to talk about other things. Yeah, of course. So we're going to talk about one thing real quick right now off the bat. Go on. Star Wars. Oof. Now, I don't know. Are you even a Star Wars fan? You're more of a Star Trek boy, aren't you? Um, I'm kind of equal on both. Like, oh, okay. but I'm not, I'm not too deep with either. Okay. So you so like I, them. You I appreciate them. Oh man. I appreciate them. Yes. So me being a child that grew up with the original trilogy. Yeah. I'm extremely excited. Like I can't believe we're living in a time where we're going to have Star Wars coming we're out. We're actually going to see that film. I'm genuinely excited. Very, very much excited. Um, it's a shame that you're not a big Star Wars fan. I'm not a massive fan. Okay, so is there anything you're looking forward to this year, movies-wise? I am looking forward to Star Wars, of course. Obviously, you better be. <laughs> um, obviously, um, the new Marvel film, or should I say Avengers. Okay, what about the one that's after that? Which one? Ant-Man. Yeah, see, again, like, I, I, I dip in and out of stuff. Okay, but you're going to watch it though, aren't you? I'm going to watch it. The Avengers I'm excited about though. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the trailer they just released. But, okay, but this is the thing, you see, I said this to my friend. I think now by watching that trailer, I'm a bit kind of not excited anymore. Okay. Well, because the part at the end of the trailer, yeah. when Ultron's kind of there with all the robots, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the first film. I know. So essentially what you're saying is there's a Michael Bay thing going on here. Yeah, like was because, with Transformers. Because it's kind of like, you know, in the first film and like Captain America starts fighting with Iron Man. Yes. Like, oh, you know, who are you? Man yes, yeah. blah, blah. In this second film, it's the same thing. I know. And I know this leading up to the Civil War, mm-hmm. which is the next Captain America mm-hmm. film. I know that. But to me, it's just kind of like, it seems like the first, but just a little bit, you know. But, go on. No, I mean, like some of the shots from that trailer. Yeah. They actually do remind me of of the first, you know, the big end fight scene. The thing the, is, in the first film. It's going to be good. I'm going to be lining up to watch yeah, it. Yeah, of course. No doubt. But I'm just saying, I'm a bit thingy. But you two what I'm more excited about, more go than on. Star Wars, more than the Avengers film. Spider-Man, my friend. Yeah, because obviously now it's like, you know, the real deal again. So Spider-Man's back over at Marvel. Yes. Well, kind of. Yeah. And uh, that means he can make an appearance in the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely very excited about this. Yes. Because all I've wanted is to see Spider-Man with the rest of the guys. Yeah. What's really cool is that I think you saw this fan-made trailer where, you know, I've seen in the Avengers trailer when the, um, everyone's kind of jumping across the screen in slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone put Spider-Man in there swinging in. 
<laughs> it looked really dope. So I might put that in the comments if, to people check it out. Um, okay, so we spoke about movies. What else do we want to talk about? Um, I'm literally going to run through the list on this. We can talk about music. But you know what's more important? <clears throat> Go on. People don't know anything about you. Because this is, like I said, it's an introductory podcast. Mm-hmm. And people know about me. I like mm-hmm. to think people know about me. Mm-hmm. No one knows what you do. So what do you do in my music? So I'm a musician, producer, engineer. Okay. Uh, all of that kind of jazz. Now, what could you say is some of the highlights of your career so far? So far, um, I guess I should lead with I won a Grammy. That's pretty big. Right, so yeah, I can I can kind of start there. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've been fortunate enough to work on um, on some massive projects with some great people, and um, and yeah, I've just you well, know it's done in a all lot. fairness, it's all well and good saying you've done these big things. Yeah, what have you actually done? Well, I engineered on Rihanna's last album. Okay, this is something small and minor. So yeah, actually, you know what? I just remembered now. Um, so when you were at the studio once, I came to hang out with you yeah. and we got some food. And you remember who we bumped into that time? No, I don't know because we did that quite often. <laughs> I want to sound like such a little kind of uh, like what's the star stalker, if you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so me and you were chilling by the reception mm. and we're having some pizza, I think it was, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And then some guys knock on the door and mm-hmm. we go over and we see that they've got all this equipment and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then do you know, remember who it was then? I don't. Who was so it? it was Sai from Gangnam Style. Oh. And Will I Am. Yes, it was. Yeah. And yeah, they were yeah. walking to the studio. Yeah. 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 And do you remember what happened? No, he just kind of walked in. Well, no, I ran over. Yeah. So I thought, let me just help this guy. I didn't know it was him. So let me help this guy. And they literally, I opened the door for them, yeah. stood to the side, and they literally walked Walk past, past me and said nothing. Not even a thank. So then I came over to you. I was like, bro, I think that was Sai. Yeah. And Will I Am. And you're like, yeah, they're working on a song together in yeah. one of the studios. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. And then we were sitting there. I think we were having ice cream or something later, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. And then you remember Will I Am was walking around <laughs> and what he was doing? <laughs> He was singing into his iPad, wasn't he? Yeah. Like it was nothing. He was walking around. He was humming and singing into his yeah, iPad. That's him. And we were just kind of like, that's Will. But I'll tell you what though, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Will, but he's a really, he's a really hardworking, focused guy in the studio because I worked on a few sessions. Well, bro, in all fairness, man, if you can be a hardworking guy, if all your music sounds exactly the same. That's true. And it's, it's very easy to do that's that. True, that's but, true. But fair enough. Um, and, who else? Oh, you know what's the good story actually we're going to talk about? Gone. Hedy Shaki's story. Oh, man. See, I knew you were going to bring that I up. I forgot about this. This is what we should talk about because this is actually a really good story. So, um, yeah, I was. So, obviously, obviously, everyone has a journey, right? You don't just end up working on a, on, on a Rihanna record and getting a You Grammy. might do. You might do, but obviously, you have to go through some stuff. Yes. So I was the night receptionist at the studio. Okay, yeah. Uh, which means I was there from 6 p.m. to 8 a.m. the yeah. next morning. And um, on this day, I didn't know, but Alicia Keys happened to be in the studio. Do you know what album she was working on, what she was doing? She was working on her previous album, and she was working with Emily Sanday. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, anyway, I didn't know she was in, actually, yeah. because... Sometimes what they used to do was when bigger artists came in, they used to give them a code name on the on the studio. Sheet. Right. Okay. So that obviously. What was her code name? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. But um, they they code named her. And um, anyway, so I was there, and cause cause it's the dead of night and stuff, you get a chance to mess around with the music that you're making and stuff if, like that. Because basically, you're working in a studio. Can we say the name of the studio? Mm, yeah, as long as we don't say people who frequently work there. So we can't talk about the people that go there? Not on a frequent basis, like 
Well, I can't say because then if you say the name of the studio. Okay, so okay, it's, it's a studio you work in, pretty big studio. Yeah, like, yeah. who's been in that studio? Like, you've had Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was there. Um, Freddie Mercury. Mercury from Queen was there. Yeah. Um, like Madonna. Ju- Justin Timberlake there. Madonna. Justin's never recorded there, as far I as I know. Why I don't know. I've said that. Tim Timberland was there. Pharrell was there. Pharrell. Was Mark there. Ronson. Mark Ronson. Um, yeah, Mark so Ronson was there. A it's lot. a pretty legit yeah, yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. Um. So you're there working the night shift one day. Yeah. And so. then I, I miss, at this time, uh, you used to bring obviously your own equipment along with you sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah. So I'd bring my keyboard and my laptop and, yeah. you know, like I'd do the boring stuff, like sort through files and practice my scales on the keyboard and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I happen to be playing around with, um, you know, just a couple of chords and whatever. And all of a sudden I hear this voice. Yeah. And because it's obviously you've been there, you've seen this. It's like it's a massive building, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a grade two listed building, and the ceiling is huge. So, so the it, reverb, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's amazing, like phenomenal yeah. in yeah. there. So and you could say something, and it would sound amazing. Yeah. But like I heard this voice basically that was kind of singing along in tune to my chords and stuff as I was playing them, and like you know, like doing a little run and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, who's that? <laughs> You know, like, because we had, obviously, we didn't have the big studios only. We had, yeah. like, writing rooms and stuff. And I thought, oh, someone's just feeling the vibe. Cool. Anyway, uh, the studio that Alicia was working in was downstairs from where I was. So I just kind of thought, oh, that sounds a little bit like Alicia Keys, you know. Like, it's <laughs> strange that I should talk to this girl or whatever. But you not think to yourself that, oh, it, must, it might be Alicia Keys because no, she's there? No. Did you even know she was there? No, I didn't know. Ah, okay. I had no idea. Right, right, right. And because um, uh, she did t- typically what Alicia Keys would do, a typical Alicia Keys run or whatever. I was like, oh, that's the kind of like Alicia Keys. Anyway, cool, blah, blah, blah. And before I knew it, like five seconds later, I see this head coming up from the stairs and it's flipping Alicia Keys's head. All right, so she was walking up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're looking so like was... as, as like an escalator. Yeah, almost. Like, like, yeah. like coming up and you just see this little fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then his face and it's Alicia and Keys. And then it's Alicia Keys. Now, okay, so... People need to understand one thing and one thing only. When I was 16 and at college, Fallen came out, right? Right, okay. I might be showing my age here, but I don't care. Fallen came out and I looked up at the screen and I thought, oh my God, who is this beauty? And I loved her voice and all of that stuff. And I had a pretty, pretty good celebrity crush on Alicia Okay, Keys, right, right, right. Pretty good. It faded after she got married to Swiss Beats and yeah. whatever, but... Pretty good one, strong, you know, top yeah, five, yeah, yeah, easy yeah. top five. So she walks up these stairs and she comes walking towards me and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to stop playing now because <laughs> this is definitely... So you like, start sweating? Yeah, like. I kind of like, I just felt my heart in my mouth beating really fast. Um, and I was like, oh, this is Alicia Keys. What the hell is going on here? And I kind of looked a bit shy and stuff and she came over and, you know, I'm going to do a really bad New York accent. And she was like, <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's real good. And I was like, I couldn't think of anything. To say. I could have said anything. I could have said, yeah, I'd love to work with you sometime. Thank you very much. You're beautiful. I've, I love all of your albums apart from the last two <laughs> or something like that. And all I could muster was, thanks. <laughs> Obviously she came up and she's with her bodyguard and, and, Emily Sandes standing next to her because they'd been writing together. Yeah. 
Emily Sande just looked at me and kind of like just laughed. Okay, so did you know Emily before this? Emily, sorry. So Emily, I've I've met a few times like here and there, kind of like I've well, I've kind of like met her on a few sessions and stuff yeah. as well. But um, I didn't I didn't know her know her. Okay, like but she was, just saw that you were like a fanboy kind of. Yeah, thing. and she kind of looked and laughed like <laughs> <laughs> you are shy, you are shy. Anyway, the the good thing was that the next day the bodyguard came in yeah. and 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 kind of said to me, ah, oh, you know. You got the seal of approval from Miss Keys yesterday, didn't you? She 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 said that what you were doing was really nice and stuff. And I was like, give him my phone number, you know. But then obviously you worked with her on the album, didn't you? With who? Alicia Keys. Well, yeah, I've I've been in sessions with her. Yeah. Okay, right, right, but that that was obviously a good kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah, very interesting. So that was kind of cool. I lost, I lost my nerve. You lost your nerve, basically. Yeah. So. Anyone else in the studio that you've met that you kind of had anything? So obviously, because I worked on the Rihanna record, I met Rihanna. And you said she was cool. She was so cool. The first time she met me, she came down the stairs to the studio. I was working in the A room at yeah. the time. She came down to the stairs, uh, down the stairs to the studio and said to me, hi, my name's Rihanna. <laughs> That's how she introduced so herself. So would you respond to that? Like, how can you like, can it, like... I kind of smiled. And obviously, I have to be professional. Yeah, but you say, like, yeah, I know. Like, not I won't. <laughs> No, because I don't know her like that. Um, but I just kind of smiled as yeah. in to say, yeah, I knew that. You didn't need to tell me that. And then I said, hi, my name's Amir. I'm your I'm your assistant engineer or engineer for the day. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you need, blah, 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 blah. But she's cool. So what, um, one other story I remember that was kind of cool that mm. you told me about was the Sia story. Which part of it? Because the last part before she left. So Sia's she's so cool. Like So in case people don't know who Sia is, she's done tracks with David Guetta. Yeah. Um she did Titanium with David Guetta. That's right. And she, she's, she's she's a great songwriter as well. She's a massive songwriter. Yeah. So she wrote Diamonds, which is obviously where I know her from. So let's talk about Diamonds real quick as well. Oh, yeah. Why don't you like probably be the second person in the world to hear Diamonds? Practically, yeah. So um Stargate had been. By Rihanna, obviously, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so Stargate had been working with Sia over at another studio the day before. Right. And um, they came... They... Oh, sorry to cut you, but Stargate are the producers that have been signed to Rock Nation. Cool. They work with a lot of Rock Nation producers. They produced um, Black and Yellow yep. with Khalifa. The recent now track with Usher and Tinashe and oh, Body yeah. Language with yeah. Cashmere Cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Future Beacher. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so those guys, they were really heavily on Rihanna's album, weren't yeah, they? So they I were mean, working they together do, with Sia. Yeah, they do. I mean, they do a lot of our big stuff like okay. Rude Boy and all of that stuff. And you know right, the yeah. stuff they've done in the past as well. You can go and look them up. Um, anyway, so they've been working at another studio uh, the day before with Sia. Yeah. And, um, and literally they came in the next day and before they started anything they were actually starting another session with Sia that day right okay and before they did anything they they had a playback of diamonds right to the A&R yeah uh, or or the executive at A&R of the project who happened to be Jay-Z's best friend Tai 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 he's the guy who keeps shouting out yeah, yeah. Yep. always my ties with Tai Tai oh yeah 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 that kind of guy anyway he's a safe dude as well yep. really nice but they played the track back in the studio and yeah. I heard obviously the vocal yeah, yeah, yeah. version by Sia and um, I or, or instantly knew that this was going to be big and you know it was a really well written song and all of that kind of stuff it was in a slightly different form okay. and the A&R had actually asked to change it Tai Tai had asked to change yeah. it a little bit here and there which made it a lot catchier but yeah I was like 
I'd pretty much say I was like one of, not the first, but like yeah, one of yeah, one of the one of the first maybe five or but ten. But didn't Tai Tai said to you like, what do you think of this? Yeah, Tai Tai actually asked me after the song had been played back. He said to me, you know, what do you reckon? And I just, I just kind of made that a mere face and kind of went. I made it kind of like a Jay Z face actually, but um, yeah, it was kind of like I was just like it's it's a smash. I was like, this is going to be big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it obviously was. See, the thing was, when I first heard Diamonds, I hated it. Yeah. No, I, I, can, ima- it. I can imagine. And I think once I was DJing in a club and I played it, uh, there's like a big group of girls singing along to it. And I kind of had that euphoric feeling to it. Yeah. And I kind of got it. Yeah. And I thought, man, if I was A&R in this album, yeah. I would have missed out on that. Yeah. And not said to people to have it as a single. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So going back to Sia. So yeah. Sia, obviously she wrote Diamonds. Yeah. Um, so you worked with Sia quite a bit, didn't you? Yeah, so we had like five or six days in um, together. And in that time, she was working with Stargate. Right. And she was working with David Guetta. Yeah. And she was working with Neo as well. Okay. And so I got to work with all of those guys as well. Yeah. And um, at the end of the session, like basically she was bouncing between two rooms, the A room yep. and the B room. So I was like taking care of the A room and the B room was taken care of by my friend. Yeah. Um, and he like they got on like a house on fire and she spent a lot of time in there and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, she was so cool cause she was leaving to go back to LA mm-hmm. and on her way to the airport, she dropped in and she said, um, she had a, a packet of like Trident gum or something like that. Right. Right. And she said to the guy at reception, whoever was on reception, give this to Paul, who was the engineer in the other room yeah, and tell him not to open it until I've gone. Right. Um, so she came in, said goodbye to some of the Rock Nation guys and just went out. Yeah. And then Paul got this thing and basically he was like, what? I mean, why? Like we had a great relationship. I went and bought fish and chips for you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She gives you some gum. And she's giving me some gum. Like she's, uh, and she was, she's nuts. Like yeah, she's, she's crazy in a great way. she performs like with her back to people, doesn't she? She does that for a reason. That's for... Uh, to do with a women's right charity, women's oh, rights charity, right? Okay, then and know that's that. why there's a faceless situation going right, on I didn't with know her that. And okay. stuff. But anyway, but she's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a great way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eccentric. That's the word you're looking for. And and that's the borderline genius kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, he opens it up, and she's just stuffed a wad of cash in there. For oh, him. really? And she just wrote on the back of it, "Thank you for taking care of me." Do you know how much money was in there? Uh, probably about two hundred and fifty, three hundred quid. That's not bad. Tax free. <laughs> so hang on. There was Paul, you said, right? Now, yeah. Paul. Is this the same Paul with the J Electronica situation? No, that's not. That's someone else. Okay. So can we say this someone else's name? That's Liam. Okay. There we go then. So we said it. So this is another great story. I know, like the thing is with this podcast, right? Um, one thing I wanted to do with this was to showcase some of my friends and what they do. Cause I have a lot of really talented friends mm. and I have you mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Um, not so talented. So, <laughs> but what I wanted to do was I thought like I get to spotlight on my show mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to just kind of, what, one thing that I love is what inspires me is stories like that. Like yeah. your friend um, Paul with the, yeah. the Sia thing, you know, yeah. like people don't normally hear that kind of no, stuff. Man. And I like to share that kind of stuff. And yeah. these are the kind of stories I've shared with my friends anyway. So I'm just sharing with more people. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm going to try to do with this podcast going forward, I think, is to get people involved that do things within, I think, just creative industries. Yeah. And talk about them and just kind of, you know. Inspire someone else. I think that's what it is. That's the goal, Dude, to kind of inspire people and just kind of motivate people. Because a lot of people won't know these things like, you know, like Sai is a bit of a dick. And yeah. he, won't, he won't say thank you. He won't. When I open the door for him and help no. him with his drum kit. Yeah. There's a lot of drums. 
Loads. Um, but there's Jay Electronica story. So oh, Jay Electronica is, is uh, one of these rappers who's got a huge buzz. Massive. But he hasn't dropped anything bar no like dropping. two or three singles. No dropping. So he was dropping, he was recording his album in the studio, mm -hmm. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and uh, do you want to tell the story in case I, f I mess it up? Because I'm most, more than likely I'll mess it up. So it's, it's I mean, like... It... Well, I'll tell you what, before you carry on, on, why don't you talk about how Jay Electronica turned up at the studio? So Jay is cool, man. He's he's a nice guy. And um, he... <laughs> he once turned up, like, on a, on a BMX. On like, a, <laughs> like a... Like a bog-standard BMX bike, right? And um, he turned up with a, a, a massive dog. Yeah. Like, huge dog. Right. To the point where this dog... Very loyal, very faithful, like, and actually really nice. It's yeah. just so big, though. Massive. Um, and so the runner for the session basically went to Nando's for, for Jay. Okay, so Nando's, um, for anyone that's not familiar, is like a, a grilled chicken place that yeah. a lot of people love in London. I think it's really yeah. played out. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably another podcast worth of discussion. <laughs> but a lot of people, when they come over here, like, I'd say check it out. Yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, of course. So the runner went over to Nando's to pick up some food for him. For him yeah. and for his dog. So for his dog, he picks up a full chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yo, full chickens are like 20 quid. Uh, well, he picks up a full chicken, <laughs> takes it back, and, and, and the dog just destroys it. Yeah. Like no bones left or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Jay's, Jay, Jay was really cool. And, you know, anytime he saw me after that point, he'd always come and say, hi, it's great to see you. How yeah, okay. are you? All of this kind of stuff. Very yeah. great guy, right? So great that, in fact, one of my colleagues, um, he, he had, let's call it a very vintage looking phone. <laughs> and when I say vintage, I mean something that's probably more than seven or eight years old. Right, yeah, yeah. Battered. Battered to hell. And um, so he was working on, 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 on engineering the session for Jay and um, Jay looked at his phone and he said to him, yo, is that your phone? Yeah. And Jay was like, I mean, sorry, Liam was like, yeah, yeah, it's my phone. He was like, nah, man. He was like, what, what do you mean? He was like, here, take this. And he pulled out his iPhone 5, which was new at the at time. At the time was brand new, right? It was new. Yeah, yeah. He pulled out his iPhone 5 and just gave it to him. And Liam was standing there like, nah, man. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. You, yeah. You know, you, t you keep this. And he was like, no, no, no. He was like, give me your phone. Yeah. <laughs> take this phone. <laughs> and like, obviously he had to get a new SIM card and all of this stuff. But like the next day he was like, he came and he showed me, he was like, I was like, oh, you got a new phone? Because like, it was a big thing that he yeah, had yeah. a vintage phone. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a new phone. And he was like, yeah, Jay gave it to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's a cool dude. Sound, sound. So didn't you also, wasn't Jay-Z in the studio once? Jay, yeah, Jay-Z was Jay -Z in, was in the there as well, but didn't he give you like a, like a kind of what's up kind of look or something, didn't he? Like a... Jay-Z was, so as I worked on the Rihanna sessions, I got familiar with Ty Ty. Yeah. Who's obviously yeah. his best friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously a part of Rock Nation. Yeah. Jay-Z was in the studio. I didn't know he was in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Me and you... Original Jay-Z fans. Of course. Like we, like the real Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? From back in the day. I still think he's dope, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, I remember that gig at Hamsmith Palais. Oh, yeah. So basically me and Amir, <laughs> we went to this uh, Jay-Z gig. I think it must have been, what? Was it, was it the 90s? Late 90s? It was around the time of Blueprint. Nah. Early 2000s. No, no, it was volume three, bro. It was volume stuff. three. 
because he played um, Jigga What Jigga Who. He played um, Is That Your Bitch? Big Pimpin. Big Pimpin, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it was it when was. Volume 3 yeah, came yeah, yeah. out. So whenever that came out, um, and we we saw him at this venue called Hammersmith Palais, which is now shut down. Yeah, How many people is. were in there? 300? Oh, probably too many. Too many, man. No, but what I mean is uh, it was a 300-man venue. Yeah. And, it like, was, and this is Jay-Z was yeah. highlight, you know, yeah. the, the headliner yeah. at a 300-person venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how long ago we had obviously mm-hmm. seen him and stuff. Um, so yeah, so as you were saying, so um, Ty Ty and Jay Z. So yeah, I I basically I, I I was sitting in the in in the bar area and um, I saw Ty Ty yeah. and I was like, oh, I went over to him and you know oh, what's going on and we catching up and he's like, oh, you got this Grammy, you hot in these streets now and all of this <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and anyway, I was, did you mention that you've got a Grammy already in this? No, I don't think we did. Okay, so maybe we should again. So before, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but so basically, you won a Grammy for helping out on engineering the Rihanna album. That's correct. Yeah. And your name is on three tracks on the album. Three tracks on the album. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Grammy right now on the wall. Yeah, baby, that's, that's kind of that's dope, man. Thank you, man. So, um, this is obviously after all that happened. This is after all the yeah, hype. Yeah, so basically. Ty Ty come back. So he come back. Recording. Yeah, and I don't think they were recording that day actually. Okay, but, but still. I, so I kind of saw him and was speaking to him and all of this kind of stuff, standing there and whatever. And yeah, 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 yeah. Talking away. You got this Grammy, you're hiding in the streets, blah, 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 blah. I said to him, when are you in town till? Because yeah. you'll catch a drink or something, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, I'm leaving tonight. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, so what are you here for? And he was like, oh, I'm with Hove. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then I looked behind him and Jay-Z's standing there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. Any security or anything or? Yeah, he had a couple Okay, right, right, right. Okay. Um, And uh, I kind of looked at him and he kind of looked at me and I was kind of like, hey man. And and Taito kind of pulled me over to him and I just went and shook his hand and said, hey man, how you doing? And Taito went, oh, this is Amir. He worked on the Rihanna record. He said, thank you for all of your work. I said, I'm a huge fan and, you know, like that's it basically. So he didn't drop no knowledge in you or anything. Nothing huh? like that. You didn't drop no knowledge or anything. No, he didn't drop no knowledge. He's like kind of like yeah, cool. Let this man be yeah, yeah, live. Yeah, I'm just Jay Z. Yeah. So okay, so obviously we spoke about a couple of things you've done. Yeah. a few people you've met. So this basically this basically sounds like a podcast. Like so, who are the famous people that has met? Yeah, it's a bit of a name dropping. Yeah, thing, isn't it? it is admittedly. But then again, regular people. Again, I'm not trying to put down people. I mean, like people who aren't in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Even people that are in the music industry mm-hmm. don't get to deal with these kind of people on a regular basis yeah. like you do, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all well and good. But I think the one thing I definitely want to focus on in this podcast is what Jimmy Iovine said to you. <laughs> Jimmy Iovine. Because man. that was actually a thing very, like, that's I know crazy. we've kind of name dropping stuff. And the reason we have, because there's a couple of stories I wanted to talk about, just showing what you've done growing yeah. up in this industry, obviously. But what you did with Jimmy Iovine, he sat down with you, didn't he? And he yeah. had a conversation with you. Like, yeah. So Jimmy Iovine, obviously, if no one knows, is part of Apple now. Yeah, of course. Like he, yeah. he basically runs into Scope Records. Crazy, yeah. Um, you know, so what did uh, my boy Jimmy say? So Jimmy, it was interesting because he came over for a session and they had a writing camp and, you know, he'd booked out forums and stuff because, you know, he's got it like that and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I happened to be working in, and this was actually my first big session that I right. ever did. Okay. Um, and I happened to be working in the room that Red One was in. Okay, so Red One, um, another producer, he did a lot of Lady Gaga's early stuff. Yeah, very pr- practically like built himself off that stuff. Off that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and anyway, Jimmy comes into the room to listen to some stuff and whatever, and he starts talking to me. Um, and he says to me, have they got 
any tea here. <laughs> this is always because I was a tea boy. There you go, tea boy. <laughs> there you go. There we go. So I was a tea boy, man. So like, you literally just getting tea for people. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, everyone starts somewhere. No, it's true. No, yeah. but this is the main thing. Like again, exactly. what I wanted to highlight exactly. is you're someone who did getting tea to do night shift. Yeah. And now you're you've got a Grammy. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. And the point, uh, yeah, so like he was like, have they got any tea here? I was like, yeah, of course. What what kind of tea do you want? Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you know better than anyone else. There's so many types of tea. And he was like, so I'd like a mint tea um, with a little bit of honey in it and yeah. stuff. And he was like, have you got any cookies? And I was like, yeah. I, well, I was like, no, but we can get some. Yeah. So then I said, what kind of cookies do you like? Blah, 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 blah. Ran out and got him, got his tea, came back, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> then he said to me, like a little later on, because he was just running around the studios and whatever, yeah. and, he came, and he pulled me aside. Like he saw me making tea for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I was obviously tea maker, and um, he said to me, "Yo, come here, man." And I was like, "Cool." And this is my first session, right? Right. Like, yeah. And like Jimmy Iovine is no joke. No, no, of course. Like not. he's a big, massive fish. Yeah, in, in the music industry, he runs into Scope Records exactly. Man. Yeah, and then so, now, obviously, he's, he's partnered with Dr. Dre exactly. And now they they've bought. Well, beats have been brought up by Apple. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and he says to me, yo, come sit down with me. And I was like, cool. And I was thinking, what was this guy saying to me? He said to me, do you think that I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth? <laughs> Just randomly comes out with this. <laughs> yeah. And I said, nah. Yeah. And he said, why do you not think that? Yeah. And I was like, because I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, so what did I do? And I was like, well, you worked on this Bruce Springsteen record. You worked on this U2 record, blah, 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 blah. So he was like, you got some knowledge. Cool. He was like, I did the same job as you. Right. And I was like, yeah, I know. I like, I was like, this is the path. Like, and he was like, one day you'll be where I am. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, I, I like, I have this way of like being like cool and humble and all this stuff. And I started smiling and I was like, well, you know, I'd love to be where you are. Like, obviously I want to make the most of my time in the music yeah, industry. Yeah, of and he said to me, whatever you do, when you're a superstar and you're in LA, come and see me Yeah, at my office. And he was like, come and tell me about this conversation. Yeah. And I was like, but you won't forget, will you? And he was like, I never forget. And that was it. Like literally after that point, it was like, he was just like, he was like, he was in a weird way. He was some kind of guardian angel that came in. I barely saw him after that. Like I literally barely saw him, but he had this conversation with me. And he was proper serious. He was like, look, just hit me he up. He was hundred percent serious. Okay. So you're, you're basically waiting to make it before you go and. Well, I see. I'm just going to call him anyway. I'm just going to get to LA, call him and just say, yo, Jimmy, that conversation, you said, don't forget it. And I still remember how you take your tea and what cookie you want. That's what it is. I guess that's what you could do at the meeting, isn't it? Take exactly. Take tea and the, that, could exactly. Your, that could be your in. Exactly. Um, so what we're going to lead off to next is um, what I'd say, it sounds really cliche, of course it does, but what kind of advice would you give a lot of these people? Because obviously remember with me, I work with a lot of kids that are kind mm -hmm. of, young you know they're still starting with the music stuff yeah um and we live in a day and age now where everybody wants everything immediately yeah not many people put the hard work in they yeah. think a couple of hundred thousand soundcloud plays means making it. it yeah um you know but obviously if you want to get placed on albums and things like that mm -hmm. 
I know you've worked from the bottom to get to where you are, mm -hmm. you know, and you're, you haven't slowed down, obviously. Like, I know mm -hmm. you're still working on things, you're mm -hmm. still doing things, mm -hmm. but what would you kind of suggest is a lot of people do? Like, where do you think? Okay, so the first suggestion I'm going to make is I just finished reading a book called The Slight Edge. Okay. By a guy called Jeff Olson. Okay. If you haven't read that book, read that book. Because I wish I'd read this book probably four to five years ago. I would have been, I feel I would have been much further than I am now. And to people, like people come up to me and, oh, you got a Grammy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, cool, yeah, that's all, all well and good. Yeah, yeah. I got that, but I'm not that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of other things to do and all of this kind of stuff. The reason I mentioned The Slight Edge is because the advice that I would give you is we live in a world where we can access anything like that. Yeah. Just like that. Click of a link, pick up the phone. Yeah. You know, like, and we have, we are walking around with this technology as well. Like, it's ridiculous that our phones are better than the computers that we had growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So the one thing that I'd say is Do something every day that is going to better you at your craft. Right, okay. Whether that's taking 30 minutes to watch a tutorial on how to mix your songs better. Yeah. Or 30 minutes to run through your scales if you're a musician. Or 30 minutes to write a song or develop a song if you're a songwriter. Yeah. Or 30 minutes to do beats. But also take care of other parts of your life. Take care of your health. Spend the time like you 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 see me, I've lost a lot of weight in the last what two years. Yeah. I've probably come down by about three stones, which is however many pounds for, yeah. for our international friends. <laughs> but it all is part of your sanity. Um and don't expect that there's going to be this massive jump, this massive quantum leap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without you doing the work. I think that's what people do nowadays. They want to kind of... It's because we're sold a dream on TV. Yeah. We're sold, we're sold the X Factor dream. Well, I saw someone tweet the other day. They said something like, people would rather watch 30 minutes of Empire than put 30 minutes into their, their craft. Empire. Oh, well, you've seen Empire, haven't you? I haven't. Okay, but you know what it's about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So people would rather watch that mm -hmm. than actually do something else. Yeah. Like, there's a few people I've been working with. Like, there was this one person on radio, and um, I've given her so much advice, but the people just don't listen, you know, like, regardless of. Dude, 100%. And the thing is, you can give someone advice until they're blue in the face. However, yeah. it's when their philosophy changes. Yeah. They'll yeah. turn back to you and go to you. Damn, you said that to me five years ago. Yeah. Why yeah, not yeah. I listen to you then? But I mean, because they weren't ready for it. But then again, I guess I'm not trying to say I know everything. I'm going to no, be on no, end all. No one does. No, but I mean, I guess something that comes with being older, like I am, obviously, having more is experience. experience. Yeah. You know, so that's it. But I guess times are changing now, man. You know, like. But no, but you say that, but you still can't. What What you can't do is you can't click a link or you can't go on your Instagram or whatever and 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 all of a sudden be transported into a room where you're working with some of the best artists no, in the world. very true. That's yeah. experience and you can't buy it. Yeah, that's very, very true. That's Do you know what true. I mean? Um, no, you're right. I, I fully agree with that, actually. I think um, that's something a lot of people lack is experience. Yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that if you don't put the work in every day, if you don't do these action, these things daily and make it part of your being. Yeah. Because what happens is at that point, your subconscious starts to take over. Yeah. And yeah. goes... 
oh, well, I'm automatically going to get up and, and write a song. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm automatically going to get up and, you know, put this beat down and all of this kind of stuff. It becomes part of you. Well, I mean, um, the, but the, I guess the other side is something that I spoke about on my Instagram very briefly was um, I recently, obviously, in the last couple of weeks, started running again, going back to the gym properly. Yeah. And I said something which was like, as much as you focus on your craft and your work, mm-hmm. make sure you spend time on yourself as well. Dude, 100%. Because I think a lot of people don't focus on that. Yeah, because and- the thing is, we are three-dimensional. We are more complex. Our minds are so complex that it's not just one thing that's going to bring us happiness. Yeah, that's what. It, that's exactly it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I always say just do something. Yeah. Regardless of what it is. I mean, I know people that want to make it and they're like, I want to be a radio presenter, I want to be a producer. Yeah. But they don't do enough to make things happen. No. And for me, it's like, you're wasting my time. Yeah. I may give you this advice. Exactly. You know, um, and I guess people can always, like, you know, someone might say, well, what do you know about this complexion? Like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? I guess, look, I'm not anyone super famous or super big. But then you can see my growth over the last year. And a 100%. Bit. So obviously I'm doing something right. 100%. You know, um, so I kind of maybe a little bit know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I think that at the end of the day, what people should understand is when someone has more experience than you, you should almost view them as a mentor. Yeah. And, I, and whatever you take from them, you know, it's like Bruce Lee used to say, you know, take what is, take what is useful and discard the rest. Yeah, no, it's true. No, I mean, but I guess the thing for me is I want to leave behind inspiration or a legacy for people. Because for me, I know, I've said this to a few people, I actually was saying this earlier today, but me reposting something on SoundCloud for someone, mm-hmm. you might get 10, 15,000 plays. Mm-hmm. But if that's not helping your career, mm-hmm. then why am I going to do it for? Mm-hmm. I'd rather sit down with someone, mm-hmm. work out a plan or work out some kind of, well, somewhere I can help them yeah. expand their network or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe uh, just get them more natural plays mm-hmm. rather than just co-signing. Yeah. And I think the main thing is I want to inspire people to do more things. I think that's the main thing I've kind of learned to do because I don't think I'm going to do this radio thing for much longer. Yeah. Like, you know, it's probably the first time I'm talking about this, but I reckon about give another year mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to gracefully bow out and let mm-hmm. someone else carry on. So that's if the show's still going. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I want to just be able to inspire people. So when I do give this up, I can kind of be like, you know what? I'm glad you guys are still carrying on. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing for me anyway. So you know how businesses have plans, right? Yeah. Five-year plan, 10-year plan. What we should start doing as as people who have these kind of, in, in uh, this desire to inspire. Yeah. Good rhyme there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, what we should start doing is we should start writing down 100, 150 year plans. Yeah, no, because I, I get that. what the legacy is that you're going to leave. Yeah. And the thing is, everything that you do, every single thing that you do as the person that you are, whether that's on a small level, like you meet someone in the street and you say hi to them. Yeah. Or you see, you see a homeless person, you walk past them, you say hi, you give them a pound. Yeah. And you're the only person that did that that day. Yeah you've had a massive impact on that person. Oh yeah, of course. Each person can do a huge impact. Like, And and that's on a small level. Yeah. Now you're reaching out to all of these people. Yeah. Like, and you, the ripple effect of what you have is essentially, you have this effect which just reaches out and that goes, so if you turn someone's day around, that person might in turn someone else's day around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so on and so forth. And you never know how far you're reaching. Like, we got numbers. We got statistics. Yeah. X amount of plays on the show and all of that kind of stuff. But the real impact 
is done on that level. And I think that the more that people understand that there's a bigger picture to everything, like there's a 100-year plan, there's a 150-year plan, you know, if you're championing a sound now, yeah, who's to say that that sound isn't what Stevie Wonder is to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I mean, Stevie's my dude, you know, Stevie's yeah, yeah. my dude, right? And that whole Motown sound and and all of that kind of stuff. So who's to say that isn't something that you're doing? You know? Well, no, I see what you mean. I guess, you know, we, we're obviously, we, we, I don't think we can live to be 150. It might happen in our lifetime. You never no, know. But, but I do see what you mean. It's about kind of leaving a legacy behind. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's what it is for me is with the show and everything. Um, I want to give people a chance that don't normally have a chance. Yeah. Um, because what I find is in this scene, people want to align themselves with a certain crew mm-hmm. and they want to stay with that crew. Because some people like kind of, they work with Selection. And Selection are great at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very inspirational. Mm-hmm. But people are like, I just want to work with Selection. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but why? Because mm-hmm. I want to get those numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, that's cool. But though they, they don't want to give you just those numbers. Nuh-uh. I can't speak for them, obviously, but I'm thinking like, you know, if you'll come as a complete package, if you're doing things already, mm-hmm. they'll come and take you and help you up. 100%. You know, and that's what we want to do with our label, with FBR. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I know it's a label, but I like to call it more of a platform. Yeah. I'm kind of like trying to help people and give them my uh, knowledge, I guess. Yeah. And just help them have a finished product. Yeah. So they can take it to people. Exactly. And when, if they go to any other crew, Darker Than Wax, Selection, mm-hmm. Syzygy, mm-hmm. Flowfire, whoever, any of these guys who are all doing amazing jobs, mm. they'll be like, yo, this is thick this guy's already done all this yeah like you know why does he even need us for yeah and that's what my goal is with these people because i yeah. find it's very easy for people to kind of just be like yo this is ready take it you yeah. know it's not finished it's not mastered yeah. there's no there's no thought behind it yeah. people want to keep churning things out yeah and i think going forward people have to spend more time doing their craft mm-hmm. definitely yeah i mean that's the one piece of advice that i'd ever give to anyone it's like how are you gonna and the only person you're competing against is yourself. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, there was something else. Well, two things I read, actually. Um, one was, do something now so the tomorrow version of you would be happy you started yeah. yesterday. 100%. If that makes sense. And the second one is, which I try to live my life by a lot now, is no amount of worry will change the past. Yeah. And no amount of anxiousness will affect the future. It's true, because there only is the present. Yeah, so you just got to keep doing what you can do yeah. presently. And I guess, I mean, I know it's just kind of not the kind of route I want to take with this podcast. However, I just wanted people to kind of understand that, again, in front of me, this is someone who was a T-boy mm-hmm. at a studio and mm-hmm. then ended up winning a Grammy. Mm-hmm. And obviously you haven't stopped doing things yet. You're still doing more things. No, I mean, with me, like, again, I'm nowhere in the same league as that. But last year, my show, I think it was an episode 35 or something. Exactly. Um, and... I was getting two, three thousand plays a week mm-hmm. and I was happy. I'm now getting like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand plays in a day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess you gotta stick at your craft, work at it, and just kinda I guess kinda have patience and believe in yourself, right? Yeah, I mean like to be honest, like, you know, you're putting all the light on me, but like for me, I throw that back to you. Well, dude, because... the thing is, because I talk about this stuff on my show all the time and people yeah, know, you know, like I the mean... reason, again, the reason I done this podcast is to showcase other people that do things like this. Yeah. Like, for example, again, not to kind of hit hit on this point but you were serving tea to people at uh, these labels you know like mm-hmm. to Jimmy Iveen you were giving him tea and cookies mm-hmm. and then before you realise you're in a studio with Rihanna mm-hmm. winning a Grammy mm-hmm. you know and there was other things you've done which we'll talk about another podcast hopefully mm-hmm. where um, I think was it that you were going to work with D'Angelo at one point yeah yeah you know like that think, almost happened yeah this, but that would have been insane and you were in the studio with Mr. Hudson from Kanye's yeah, camp quite yeah, a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. so you've done a lot of the things in between yeah, yeah. and you're one of those guys that 
doesn't scream about it on social no, media. No. Not just because of you, but just I think people that do your kind of roles, mm -hmm. they're not the kind of people to scream about those things. No. And I, th I think we live in a time now where people like to be like, look what I'm doing. Yeah. I am better than you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the thing is, is ultimately is being comfortable within yourself. And that's what people need to learn how to do. Yeah. I think because of social media, it's all, to be honest, it's a distraction. You know my social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not really on it like that. Yeah. Like I'll say a couple of funny things here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm not really on it like that. And um, the thing is to be comfortable in yourself, always be able to carry yourself. I Look, me and you both look up to Pharrell, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Like yeah, yeah. we respect him, we admire him. I watched an interview with Chris Brown the other day and you know, they were talking about how the media has all this like negativity on him and all of that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And they said, when you're feeling down and whatever, and all of this stuff, you have access to all of these people. Who's the first person you call? And he says, Pharrell. Mm. And they say, why? And they said, because Pharrell is comfortable being himself. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you know, we've, we've heard stories about Pharrell where the game walked in and said, yo, why aren't you giving me beats? And you're only giving Jay-Z beats and all of this yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And he was like, do you want beef and whatever? And Pharrell was like, dude, I've got like 999 on speed dial or 911 on speed dial. Like, yeah. I'm not a gangster. I'm not yeah. trying to be a gangster. Yeah. If you want to make some music, let's make some music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's about being comfortable in yourself and it's about banging on your craft. And, you know, as much as you say these things about me, I say these things to you, like as, as a close friend to you, I've seen that the amount of work you've put in, you've learned two different DAWs in the time that I saw you. Okay. I helped you out a little bit with logic. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. But you learn Ableton by yourself. But then I guess this is the thing you see. Um, I always say that if you really want to do something, you'll do it. Yeah. Like for me, the whole thing is, um, I didn't really want to talk about this, but we might as well talk about it <laughs> is, um, a lot of people, talk about my design stuff that I do. Yeah. Now, I mean, a lot of dude. it, a lot of it, I don't design. Like, you know, I get stuff sent to me. I find things, but some of the stuff I do design. Yeah. And the story behind that is my ex-girlfriend was a very good graphic designer, mm -hmm. very talented. Mm -hmm. And I'd always ask her to design me stuff, mm -hmm. but she never did because yeah. she was tired after work or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I just thought, you know what, when I do this show, I like, basically what happened was it got to the point when, uh, sorry, I should finish this off first. When I wanted to do like mixtapes, mm -hmm. I said the mixtapes coming out on Monday. Yeah. You need to do the artwork. And she wouldn't do it for Monday. Yeah. And I had to delay the music and stuff yeah. and the mixtapes and yeah. I couldn't handle it. So when I did the show, I'd ask her and she'd always be like, yeah, I'll do it. It's cool. I'll do it. But obviously she's come back from work. She's tired. Yeah. She's like, I don't really want to sit in front of a computer and design something else again. Mm -hmm. If she'd do it, she'd do it begrudgingly mm -hmm. because the boyfriend was asking, you know. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'm going to learn mm -hmm. how to do it. And it's funny now that that's one of the first things I get complimented on. Dude, your artwork is, is dope. That. But not only that, but this is the other thing. When I grew up, uh, growing when I was younger, when I was like, what, four or five years old, I had a very bad lisp. Mm. And I had Me to have too. Speech, speech, speech therapy. You I know didn't know you had a lisp. No. Oh, did you have one? Yeah, did you, did you have speech therapy? I did, yeah. But see, I still have my lisp a little bit. You can hear mine a little bit as well. Oh, okay, so I can hear mine. So I had speech therapy. And for me to now be on a radio show, Again, not in a big-headed way, but when people compliment me about my voice, they say yeah. the first thing they take is my voice and how I sound. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Yeah, because you yeah. was obviously insecure about I was always insecure time. about my yeah. voice. I hated my voice. I hated it. And I hate, I used to record myself and think, oh my God, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I hate it, you know. And the reason I'm saying this now is, again, uh, not saying 
it's it's like this is like an afternoon after school kind of movie mm. or TV show. But I'm just saying we've all had things that stop us from doing what we want to do. Hundred percent. But man. I just find it funny now that the things I was very weak at mm. that I never knew that I could do. I now get complimented yeah, on. Yeah, that's your strength. Which is really odd. Like, yeah. you know, I get offers to design people's artwork yeah. all the time and I get people to do, ask me to do voiceovers. Yeah. And, and again, like a lot of the time on the show, people always say, oh, his voice sounds dope. I still don't see it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. But people do that. And for me, it's really odd because like I said, I had a lisp. I had speech therapy. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I'd get pulled away from my class and I'd be like, where am I going? Yeah, you know, yeah, and I go yeah. there and then my friends be like, where did you go? Yeah. So I'd talk to some woman about my S's. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That would be yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that was it. So. Again, like I always believe that if you want to do something, you'll do it. And no one really has weaknesses. No. Like if you, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, dude, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, I know, like, man. I could have done this show, the Future Beat show, when I first started, mm. and it fell flat on his face. I mean, on his on his face. See, he came back then a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it could have fallen flat on his face. And the thing is, is when I first did the show, I was doing an R and B show with you. We were doing yeah, a midweek meltdown. Yeah. And I said to the man- manager at the station, like, "Yo, I want to do a future music show." He's like, "What's the future music show?" Yeah. And I explained to him, no, you can't do it. Yeah. So I did it anyway. Yeah. Uh, half of my show was a future music show. I did it three times and I got in trouble. Yeah. He's like, you can't do it anymore. You're going to get in trouble. I said, yeah. okay, fine. I did it anyway. Got a written warning. He goes, right, you do it again. You're getting a final warning. I said, okay, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I did it again. Mm. And then when he sat me down for my, like my, my literally, the only reason I, I didn't get let go there and then, because I knew the manager. Yeah. But then when I sat down and had a chat with him, I showed him the numbers. Yeah. I said, look, my show's gone from getting 300 plays a month yeah. to like 300 plays a day, yeah. which was at the time massive. Yeah, of course. So he goes, okay, fine, you can do it, but do it half of your show. Mm. I did the whole show anyway. Yeah, yeah. I took a risk and it paid off. So what I'm saying is, is, I guess the gist of this whole conversation we've had is two things. Start from the bottom. Yeah, of course. As you are. Of course. You know, and now you've done all these amazing, we'll continue this in another podcast and more other stuff you've done, but I guess the fact is no matter what happens, even if you're running around getting tea and getting Nando's for Jay Electronica's dog, mm. it doesn't mean that you're like not doing anything. Nah, man. That's know? how you That's how you cut your teeth. And this is the thing, again, not in a bad way, but you didn't even do this when you were young. You were like, like a bit older, weren't you? Like you yeah, weren't exactly so, like 19 when you were doing this. So like, you, no, not in a bad way. No, no, I mean, no, like, no, absolutely. Yeah, like like so, someone at that age, you would have been like, I ain't doing this. I'm yeah, going to go at Nando's yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still did it because you knew it was your in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so, so to get somewhere, you've got to give some shit up. Basically, yeah, a lot of time is pride, isn't it? It's, you know, a lot of it is pride. Yeah. So I walked into this to this studio, and I kind of like, like I said, you know, I started off as a, as a night receptionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was so I did that for money, not good money. But yeah, I but you did it. Money. Yeah. And then I started being a runner in the studio, yeah. or an intern, whatever you want to call it, and yeah. that was for free. Yeah. So I'd work the day. Oh yeah. So you'd basically do the night shift. What twelve? 14 hours? So yeah, four, 16 hours, yeah. 16 hours you do, yeah. and then you'd sleep on the couch, right? Sleep on the couch, wake up, do my running shift for free, yeah. go back to the night shift and go to sleep again on the couch and wake up and yeah. so on and so forth as a 28-year-old man. This is what I'm saying. But now look, you got a Grammy for it. Like, so, and like, I, you know, I busted my balls. Like yeah, I really yeah. busted my balls, not in only in terms of, you know, the long hours and stuff, but I was making hardly any money. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And as a 20 year old, 28 year old yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's not. You're just thinking to yourself, you look around you. Yeah. And your friends got mortgages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a car, got yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Didn't have none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I knew this was the only way that I could do this. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And I did that for like six months consecutively. Pretty much that was my cycle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no one really heard from me and all of that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom. 
then obviously from this as well, then you met con- the people that you connected with. Yeah. Um, you met a really awesome guy called Edward, who's yeah. a great uh, engineer, isn't he? He's a great and, engineer, and mix engineer as well. So yeah. he's another guy that's a guy behind the guys, right? Yeah, dude, man. Like, I, I, I'm I'm very fortunate to have met him. Yeah, no, he's a he's a great guy. Like, yeah. obviously, I've met him through you. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's a he's a great guy. So, um, obviously, having people like him encouraging you, and I guess I think that's what the problem is. Is just we don't have enough people encouraging people. No. Because a lot of people kind of think, if I don't do this by a certain age, I've kind of not, I've failed and I've yeah. not made it. And like we said, a 20-year-old, 28-year-old man, you were literally doing 16-hour shifts and then yeah. sleeping on a sofa, yeah. waking up and doing running jobs. Yeah. You know, like literally picking up food for people, yeah. Yeah. making them tea. Yeah, that's it. And that's then, it. you know, and you've met these amazing people. Yeah. And it's inspired you to keep doing what you're doing. And 100%, man. 100%. I think that's the key. Like, knowing what you want and being able to put everything into that yeah 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 at the, at the, on the side you're working on your craft I mean I was working on the craft of making a good cup of tea but still you does, know dude I mean? doesn't matter like still people remember me for my tea yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. they're like oh this dude makes great tea yeah you know, but, 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 but this is what I mean sometimes you have to have that one thing when I was younger when I used to DJ um, when I was like 18, 19 this is kind of like MySpace kind of time yeah and we never, like now you have branding, every, every DJ has branding, don't they? Yeah, yeah. My branding was that I used to wear a blazer and ties yeah. with jeans, yeah. you know, and, and that sounds really dumb now, yeah. but um, that was my thing. Yeah. And people were like, oh, this is, that's, that's the really well-dressed DJ. Mm-hmm. And that became my thing. Yeah. And that's how people remembered me. Absolutely. Um, and it was things, like oh, even before that, you might not remember, I don't think I knew you then. So when I used to do the university circuit, mm. I used to paint my hair gold and silver. I didn't know you. Yeah, I, I just spray my hair silver yeah. or gold. Like and my uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Shep, he'd come around with me before he come out with me, and I had like hairspray, like yeah. a coloured one. And I spray my so then I became that guy with the coloured hair. Like, oh, there's a <laughs> DJ with silver hair, yeah. but it worked, dude. It's all about attention to detail, man. Yeah, I think it is. It's I like, th- and it's about separating yourself. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But at the same time, uh, as much as we say that, I guess it's about like I mean, the one thing we could say about your situation was. You weren't too proud to do things. It's not as if you were like, they were like saying, Amir, pick up the trash and clean this dirty on the stuff. Oh, I've cleaned toilets, mate. Oh yeah. But But then, I mean, like, I guess you saw the bigger picture. Yeah. Like you you believed in yourself. No no one wants to clean the toilet. Yeah, exactly. But you did it, you know, and then that led to so many great things. And again, I keep coming back to this, but the fact is I'm looking at a Grammy on your wall right now, (laughs) which says your name, Amir Yakub, engineer on Rihanna's uh, Unapologetic album. Yeah. And that was what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, yeah. So I got that the last time the Grammys was not this year, but yeah, so it's February last year. Yeah, this is what I mean, exactly. So so. Yeah. so what's next for you then now? Like, what are you working on now? So I'm uh, working on um, a few independent projects. I'm, I'm working on mixing for people. Yeah. Um, I'm working on production stuff. I'm working on writing stuff. I'm yeah. working on loads of different stuff. And uh, luckily, I've been able to kind of like go freelance. Yeah. So I get to choose what I work on. To which a is a good thing extent, to do, I think. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, I'm just working on being the best that I can be. Well, that's the, all you and, can do, I you guess. Know, it, it sounds cheesy and corny. And and not resting on your laurels as well. I think that's the main thing. Like, you know? It's like these things happen and they're great. But, you know, do you want to stop there? Yeah. Or do you want to go further? I think that's what it is. I think even the kind of people that I deal with on a daily basis, this isn't shots fired or sub whatever it is. (laughs) But I mean, I find a lot of people get SoundCloud fame Mm. and they think that's it. That's it. And there's no longevity in there. And I I always say to people, when I, especially people on Future Beats Records, Mm. you know, the people that we look after, Mm. because I have a relationship with them, 
I can talk to them. Yeah. And on I can kind of say, look, you know what? This is all well and good. Yeah. But what are you doing for the next year? Like, yeah. what are you going to be doing next year? Because yeah. this whole sound that people are jumping on now is going to be different in a couple of months. Yeah. It's going to be something else. Yeah, you know? Like, remember, I've seen fads. I remember Jungle. I remember Dubstep. Yeah. Uh, Hip hop to garage. I've seen, you know, all, man. I've seen that kind of come and go. Mm-hmm. So I say to people, this whole sound jumping on now, it doesn't have longevity. Mm-hmm. If not, do you have longevity? Mm-hmm. When I first started doing uh, DJing, I was a hip hop DJ, a scratch DJ. Yeah, exactly. Then I went over to doing commercial R and B and things, and then I went over to being a house, no, an electro DJ. Yeah, because yeah. that's what people wanted. Yeah, exactly. And then I went back that's, to R and B. That's how you got paid. Yeah, that was it. And then I started doing commercial top forty house and mm-hmm. music. Then I started doing Mumbaton. Mm-hmm. Went back to R and B and hip hop. Um, then we had his UK funky thing that mm-hmm. came in the UK, you know, like the house music stuff. Did that. And then I jumped back onto doing um, R&B and hip hop. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing his future stuff. So I've effectively re- reinvented myself yet again mm-hmm. to do this, to keep, you know, because I believe in this music. Yeah, of course. And I want to push the scene. Yeah, it's so, not, you didn't jump on because it was a fad or a trend. No, no, no. You not. are actually doing something which is in a sense, unique to other people. Other people will play a certain type of music to get paid. And you might have done that at one point. Yeah. But yeah. you're doing this because you passionately love this music. Well, that's the thing. I guess the thing, the reason I'm pushing it now is because I want people to be able to benefit from this and I want to leave, um, I would say like a legacy, but I want to kind of people to kind of say, it would be nice if people said, you know, Complexion inspired us to do this. Because yeah. he said this, he said that. Because yeah. I'm not going to be around forever, man. So while of I'm course. here- I like to leave something behind that I can inspire people that might then, I want people, it'd be amazing people one day turn around and kind of said, if I wasn't around, like it'd be dope to have met him. Mm-hmm. Like that to me would be mm-hmm. like a great kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think on that note, we should finish the podcast for cool. today. So Amir, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank, uh, thank you. you for letting me use your studio. Hey man, um, time. I know that the conversation went off a bit different to what we were initially wanting to do. Yeah. But I think this is what I wanted. Like, Again, I, I like, well, look, one of my favorite things I've seen recently is a film called Chef. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you told I me to watch, watch it. it. Yeah. And it's a story about a chef that has a restaurant Yeah, and he gets a really bad review, freaks yeah. out. And then he get fired or does he leave? Nah, he has this. He's like, a meltdown, doesn't he? he? Yeah, and he has that standoff with the, with the, with the critic who, That's who right. slated him. Yeah, and then he thinks, right, I'm just going to go on a road trip with my son. Mm-hmm. And he basically buys a food truck yeah. and and like makes these amazing sandwiches mm-hmm. and kind of drives back from wherever he was to back hometown. Yeah. And it's just him bonding with his son. But also it kind of shows that sometimes it's good to get away from what you're doing yeah. and refocus and yeah. do that. And I think that's what this whole future music thing did with me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what this podcast would do another way. I'm hoping that this will inspire people. I know we've waffled on a bit and we've talked about some random things. You might not make sense. Like I am mad tired. I'm not going to lie. It's like what time is it? Like 2, 2 a.m.? Yeah, ten to three. Ten to three at the time. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm I know I've almost been awake for like twenty two hours now. That's crazy. So I'm falling asleep. I've still got a long drive home. So maybe because of that, I might have you know waffled on a bit. Like I said, however, this is the first podcast, mm. and I think the main thing with this, which is probably what I call the podcast, is inspiration. That's yeah. what we've kind of talked about. Like you know. I like that. I hope that people hear your story and know that when you were cleaning toilets and making tea, again, I'm not trying to focus on that point, but I'm just saying like you went from that again, I'm not just focusing on this point, but to winning a Grammy, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you think, and and dude, the thing is as well, that's in a space of what, six months? Yeah. Like, yeah. Six to nine months. Six to nine months. You went from like, you know, making tea to winning a Grammy. Yeah. And, you know, now you're moving on to your own projects and doing all that, which is great. So if people wanted to find you on the socials, what are your details? Like, so you can 
catch me on Twitter at Amir Music and it's double A M I R and then music is spelled obviously like music M U S I C. Um if you want to visit my site and see some of the people that I've worked with, you can go on amirmusic.com. Yeah. Um, and if you want to contact me as well, actually via the contact page from there, you can do that as well. I'm 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 always interested and happy to speak to people. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, obviously, like sharing is caring, like we said, and we are doing this to inspire people. As I think well. that's the main thing. Yeah, I wanted to kind of share our stories only, well, mostly your story because I just want people to just get motivated. You know, yeah, I find it. I mean, it maybe just even myself. Sometimes I find myself kind of. I feel like, is this it? Is it not like the next level I can reach? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you have to go back and think about things in the past or people that you known that inspired you. Like I remember when me and you went to a supermarket to buy the Rihanna album just that to see your name. That was crazy, yeah. And that was such a great feeling. I was so proud of you that, that I saw was crazy, man. your name is in this album credits. It's yeah, amazing. it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, and yeah, so again, like you said, sorry, amirmusic.co.uk. Uh, .com. .com, sorry. Or you can go .co.uk. They both go to the same okay, site. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so um, yeah, so... Hopefully we'll do podcast two again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, I'm gonna, how often I'm going to do this. Like I said, it's just a, an experiment. If you did like this, um, leave a comment. Yeah. Um, if this is on iTunes, please subscribe. Mm-hmm. If it goes on YouTube, please subscribe. Mm-hmm. If it was on SoundCloud, please hit the follow button because I'm setting up a separate podcast. Oh, and cool. if uh, it's podcast account, if there's anyone you think I should talk to, please let me know. Like I'm going to reach out to a few people. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to be speaking to you again, Amir. I think yeah, you know, you're going to be like next couple of podcasts. Anytime, anytime. Um, just so we can talk about other things, you know. Yeah. I mean, people kind of know my story because I talk about on the show and my mm-hmm. own, my birthday show, I kind of broke it down. But there's plenty of more things to talk about. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. So like I said, if you do like this, please hit the follow button. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Complexion, DJ Complexion on Facebook. Remember every Sunday night between the hours of 10 and 12 midnight, I have Future Beats Radio. And uh, that goes on SoundCloud on Mondays at 5 p.m. GMT. I've got a few other projects I'm working on as well. Um, I think what I like to do going forward is I definitely want to work on things where I can help people. I feel like I've been given an opportunity to have a spotlight on me. I don't know how long it's going to last um, and if people even care long term. But while I do have it on me, I want to kind of shine it onto other people because I do believe a lot of the kids that I'm working with, especially on the label and just other labels, Mm. they are the next kind of people that are going to, make it through yeah. and I wish again that's like a complete douchebag I wish I had someone like me to kind of just nudge me a little bit well yeah I mean it's just to like kind of be like look dude don't do this Try mentor yeah, yeah basically yeah mm-hmm. so I'm always down to talk to people like I speak to a lot of people on a regular basis anyway um, and of course I don't, don't free of charge you know yeah. I, just, I like just help well, kind of, for now it is yeah for now it is yeah <laughs> so I'd like to do that so I think next podcast maybe we can meet up Amir yeah. and we can talk about a couple of things I'm working on as well We've got, like Dude. I said you know there's a lot of things I am working on with the labels working on 100%. that we don't like to talk about on social media because it, A it's I don't want to brag before things are concrete mm-hmm. and secondly I just don't see the point in showing things off I'd rather kind of get a project done and let people talk about it. Yeah. So this, I just realized this is like the longest goodbye ever. So <laughs> what we do, like I said, Amir Music, your socials one more time, my man. So it's Amir Music, double A-M-I-R Music, and that's on Twitter. And you can catch me uh, on amirmusic.com yep. uh, if you want to see the people I've worked with and also to contact me. And uh, I've been Complexion. So thank you very much for listening to the first ever episode of The Tea Party. I think this is the kind of format we're going to do con- uh, continuing forward. If there's anything you'd like uh, to talk about the next one, please let us know. If you need any advice, just write a comment. You can email us, us uh, email us even. It's the tea party podcast at gmail.com. Mm. And you can also catch me back on Future Beats Radio, which is back on Sunday. 
Yes. So until then, uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed the first ever Tea Party podcast. And we'll be back soon. Thank you. I think that's good. Cool. Cool, man. <laughs>